When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Boland. Hey, we got a new studio. Yeah, hey, Scott, check this out. Hey, hey, Noel, you know about this because we're in here. We have a brand new studio. Yes, if we sound a little bit different, uh, that's the reason. Hopefully everybody will kind of get adjusted to that, but uh, hopefully it sounds better, right? Yeah, we're uh, moving on up to the east side. Yeah, big studio. It's very nice. Very nice in here. Yeah, I feel like we're hanging out with the swells. And what better way to celebrate our new studio than to uh, record our very first episode in this studio? Yeah, why not? So let's why dig not? right into it. And, and let's talk about um, electronic updatable license plates today, Ben. Yeah, okay. This sounds crazy. And this is something that uh, you had brought up earlier off the air. And at first, I thought the technology was much Further away than it actually is. Yeah, we were kind of thinking uh, when I when I first read the uh, the the headline, I thought what this was going to be was a small screen like an LCD screen. Yeah, that was updated with information, you know, about the about the driver's uh, current situation, whether it was you know the uh, the, the place were expired, mm-hmm. the vehicle was stolen. Yeah, because uh, that's the the images that you see associated with this on on any of the sites. If you search um, updatable license plates, you'll find all that stuff. Um, this is something different. This is a different type of technology, but it's not a brand new one, right? Right. And uh, before we get too before we dive too deep into the technology, let's talk a little bit about the company. There's a company. In South Carolina, right? That's yeah. where they're based. Yes. Uh, they're called Compliance Innovations, which granted is a little bit of a vague name. And uh, <laughs> Compliance Innovations is a relatively young company, Scott. They were founded in 2006. Uh, the founders are da- David W. Finley and Brian Bannister. Interestingly enough, Brian Bannister's also worked as a senior information resource consultant at South Carolina's Department of Transportation. Oh, isn't that an interesting link here? Because now here's the general thrust of this. Yeah. Is that, you know, current license plates are, are static. They're, they're printed on or they're, they're stamped into metal, of course, mm-hmm. and they're painted. Everybody knows this, right? They're yeah. New to anybody. And, uh, you know, if they're updated, um, either you come in and get an all new plate. 
Mm-hmm. Or you go in and you get a uh, sticker, a decal, something like that, to say that you know this plate is valid for this year. I've paid my taxes. I've paid my, uh, you know, whatever fees the state requires, and uh, and this vehicle's legal. Well, this would kind of change all of that in that you wouldn't be required to go to the DMV to update your plates or get new plates. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I want to. I'm just going to say what it is. It's really. It's like a. Um, it's electronic paper, really. Yeah, it's an e-ink, and I think I think it's perfect for you. Uh, to, to say it that way, they've got, they've got a great website here where they talk about some of these problems, some of which you mentioned. Uh, we'll just add a few other ones on there. Uh, it's difficult to, uh, use some of the ID technology that's already six decades plus old, you know, and, uh, it's tough to find an uninsured motorist, you know, with a conventional plate because, uh, it's true that the police can run a tag, but they, have to, you know, run a specific tag. They're not getting alerts when they drive by or something. Understood. Yeah, they have to they have to see it, they have to search it, and they have to find out what's going on with it. You know, trail the vehicle maybe for a moment or something like that in order to figure out what's happening. Uh, this is not the case with these. Now, I, I think we kind of glossed over what this is because yeah. I promise we're going to get into it, but right. um, these are more like um, along the lines of, we, we talked early on about uh, some stuff called fabric PCs. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on this show or not. I can't uh-huh. remember. I don't, I don't think so. It doesn't seem to fit anything that we do. But fabric <laughs> PCs, um, electronic ink, e-ink, yeah. I think is what you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this is the technology that goes into this, and it's not an LCD screen. They want to be very careful about saying that it's completely different from that. Uh, LCDs require power yeah. all the time. Let me. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm glad you said that. Let me lay on... An interesting statistic here. These license plates, these e-tags, if you will, that Compliance Innovation is creating can hold an image without power for up to 10 years. That's not bad. And that's, I mean, that's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. The future is now, apparently, for no, license plates. No power. No power. And the reason that this works is because these are what's called electrophoretic displays. So a little bit of etymology here. Uh, that's a that's a portmanteau. It's two words put together. You know, electro and uh, phoresis. Uh, those two words come from the Greek words for charge and the act of carrying. So, just means carrying an electric charge. Makes sense. It only requires power to change the image. The image after after it is charged is static, and it's it's a it's a neat way that they work because it's kind of a um, let's think of a sandwich. Uh, I'm always down to think about sandwiches. I was thinking about sandwiches before you said, let's think about sandwiches. <laughs> That's your secret, Scott. Mm-hmm. We're always thinking about sandwiches. Uh, there's going to be a layer of ink in the middle of the sandwich, and that's like the filling. Now, the stuff that would be the bread will be two layers. of. It could be plastic. It could be glass. It even could be paper going to our e-ink thing. Um, this is really thin. It's, you know, uh, half a millimeter on glass, maybe down to 0.1 on paper, uh, so it's kind of around the thickness of a sheet of paper. It can be. Now, of course, Scott, this is the part where you stop me and say, hey, man, you can't just have ink running wild in between these two sandwiches. No, no, pieces. that's that's right. In fact, there are these little capsules, right? And mm-hmm. this is this is where, um, okay, our, our article on HowStuffWorks.com about e-ink or electronic ink uh, has all this detailed information. So we, we kind of looked up some information about this ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and roughly there's about... Um, think about it, these capsules that are filled with, uh, with, with different materials. There's, there's like a blue dye or a black dye or whatever color you want the, uh, the, the ink to be, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, then there's these white 
particles that are that are suspended within that that uh, that capsule, that microcapsule, and and these are really really small. I mean, so small that in uh, like a square inch of, of printed material, there's probably one hundred thousand microcapsules mm-hmm. within that tiny tiny area, and uh, the. the the, the blue stuff is a blue dye. There are these charged particles there with like a negative charge inside these capsules. And I guess the best way to think about this is, and we describe it in the article, is that if you think about it like a beach ball that's filled with blue dye and it's got ping pong balls that are white that are floating inside that, that beach ball. That's a great way to say okay, it. Okay, so that's, that's maybe the best way to think about it. And think about the ping pong balls being negatively charged. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you sandwich it between two, um, two surfaces and this, this, uh, Situation. I guess we're going to say it's plastic, right? Okay, great. Thin, thin plastic. One side has a, carries a positive charge. One side carries a negative charge. And it depends on which way you um, charge those. You know, which which capsules you uh, power up. I guess mm-hmm. because you can you can send power to each one of these things individually if you wanted to. Um, that kind of sways the way that the ping pong balls would float in the material. They would either float to the top or they would be drawn to the bottom. And that's how you get the image because you can change that entire field. Based on which ones you charge positively and which ones you charge negatively. Great explanation, Scott. And that's with just one charge, theoretically, just just one application of electricity, which is why then it holds that image and it will continue to hold that image again, as they say, for up to 10 years. Um, we've listed some of the advantages of this. Um, we've talked about the basic technology before we get to some of the nitty gritty, you know, the big implications about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to ask you for some advice. What's that? Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great. You see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And now, what I, I think that's such a good segue, because now we're going to get to one of the things I was most excited to, to talk about with this podcast in particular, the pros, the cons, the implications, mm-hmm. uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly sure. of an electronic license Now, plate. the pros, I guess we can talk about pros first, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just off the top of my head. I don't really have a list of pros and cons here. I okay. have maybe a few. Um, I think that the pros are that you don't have to go to the DMV to get your stickers, you know, your your updated license plate, whatever, as often. Now, I know some people are doing it, you know, online, they're renewing whenever they can, um, and I think that'll still be the case. You'll still have to go in, you'll still have to take eye exams, things like that. You know, you'll have to, you'll still have to go to the office to do certain things. Right, like if you move into a new state or something, you're probably still going to have to make an appearance. Yeah, but the idea is that you you. You know, you fill out your paperwork at home, you do it online, whatever you do, you send in a check, you either mail them a payment, you know, over the computer somehow, and, and they receive the payment, they update your tag on your car, your license plate, automatically. It's done via wireless signal. Um, so like you're, let's say that you're in a, a, a good cell network, hopefully, uh-huh. and uh, they're able to update it as soon as possible whenever your, your vehicle is in a, in a, an operating cell, I guess. Um, now remember I said that because that's one of the negatives is that, you know, they're able to update it Actually, that plays into a couple of, uh, couple yeah, of things, yeah, yeah. but they're able to update your tag automatically uh, whenever your payment is received, so you're good for another year. And let's add another thing that actually does come from their website. I looked into it. It is factual. Uh, as we mentioned at the top here, uninsured motorists uh, cause $150 billion uh, worth of damage and pandemonium. Okay, I've got. Okay, there's a little. There, there's, it's tough to estimate that number. Okay, that's that's tough to even talk about though, because I know you're. Are you really required to have automotive automobile insurance in in every state? I'm not entirely positive that it's you are. state by. You know what? That's a great point because it is the state by state uh, restrictions change. Like some states, you only have to have liability, right? Exactly. That's what I mean. The levels of it. You know, yeah. You, you, to be insured, I, under, I understand that, but one of the things that they're talking about here is that, you know, the vehicle can, the, the messages can be updated, uh, via the DMV or via, um, I will guess the, the local authorities, the state authorities. Mm-hmm. So you can find, federal authorities. Right. You yeah. can find uninsured motorists. Uh, there's also, people have mentioned that it could be helpful for an Amber Alert. Now, I think most of our listeners in the U.S. are familiar with Amber Alerts. Uh, for everybody listening outside of the U.S., hey, thanks for tuning in. And Amber Alert is this um, is this thing that happens when a child is reported missing in the United States or abducted, and the the authorities will uh, put out this message describing the car, describing the child, and maybe the person he or she was seen with, and the license plate, and the license plate, and and the license plate info could be key because now this this. The idea that we're talking about here, and now, you know, the message is uninsured, amber, amber alert, uh, stolen, uh, suspended license, things like that sure. can, be, can be updated by the DMV onto the plate so that in big, bold red letters, it will say suspended license. It will say stolen vehicle. It will say, um, amber alert vehicle. I mean, I don't know what the, the, uh, 
Um, uh, the code would be for that, but um, you know, the, the uninsured thing, that's another thing. Um, you know, it seems like there's a, a lot of room for what they could program into these things too. Okay, good. Okay. I'm glad you said that. That's the segue. Scott, before we, oh, let's just jump into it. Let's just jump into the cons. Okay. Why not? All right. So I'll start uh, the, I'll start uh, with something, with something simple here. Uh, this is, not a perfect system, but it does require other systems to function. So this, uh, for it to be real-time updating, that means that it has to have some sort of onboard communication system uh, and or GPS. Okay, understood. Now that, I, I mean, I guess that would be cost that would be absorbed by you, the, the buyer of the vehicle, when you first buy a brand new vehicle. Now, uh, yeah. used cars, you know, that these have to be updated for. We've talked about this so many times. Other systems that they want to implement, you know, that, uh, um, you know, the, si- the, the sign reading technology that we talked about, you know, yeah. that, that would uh, keep a vehicle to posted speed limits or not above that limit. Um, stuff like that, you know, the, the, uh, um, the cameras and things like that that they want to fit, retrofit to older vehicles. Right. I guess that would be a cost that we would be passed on to the owner. Um, I know somehow you're going to pay for it. I mean, of course you're going to pay for that added whether, technology. Whether through your taxes or through, or just straight to your local car dealer. Exactly. Yeah. If, if they mandate this and, and that's kind of one of the things that we're talking about is that it, that, you know, you think that this is kind of far off, but they're talking about it in a couple of different states here in the United States already. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, South Carolina is not the only one. Yeah. California and they're getting, uh, they're getting very, very close. I mean, they're like a signature away from having these. So I could see, close. I could see Texas wanting this. Hmm. Um, and I, you know, I could see why some states would want this as far as a new system, but, uh, another con here that I'm just going to lay out errors. What happens? You know, it's going to happen, man. You know, there's going to be somebody who erroneously gets tagged with a stolen vehicle or something. And like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they're, they're looking, maybe the car that was stolen, the license plate is APS. Three, four, eight, or something, and then whomever's typing that in types in APS three, four, nine. Yeah, and then also, what about duplicates? Now, I know that with the stamped system, there's less likely of a chance for that to happen because you know they're constantly changing the dies and the stamps and everything that goes mm-hmm. through. It's it's just a, a systematical one too. This this is just a keystroke error, and that could happen easily. I mean, very easily. So I understand what you're saying about you know um, you know putting out an alert that this is a stolen vehicle. And what if, what I mean, what if you're driving home from work one day and suddenly your vehicle plate starts flashing that it's a stolen vehicle or that you're uninsured or that it's, mm-hmm. uh, you're on a suspended license, something like that. Um, that could be real trouble for somebody. I mean, try to explain your way out of that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's going to be very difficult. I mean, just to, just because there's this chain of, of events that happen that I'm sure that somewhere along the line there's going to be a keystroke error that's going to cause some real trouble for somebody. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations 
that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And that, you know, granted, that'll likely be the minority of cases. It'll be a once in a million thing. Well, sure. But uh, the next thing we should follow up on for cons you mentioned the cell coverage. Yeah, definitely cell coverage. Now, the, the thing is, a lot of people have, have questioned this and said that, you know, well, first we can dispel that, you know, when the vehicle's parked, it's not going to display anything. It will display something because it requires no power. Right. So yeah. it's not going to draw from the battery. It's not going to drain your battery. If, you, if Even if you store a vehicle in a uh, in a shed somewhere, mm-hmm. it's going to remain there for ten, at least 10 years, you said, right? Years, yeah. Years and years and years. So it's, uh, it's one of those things that probably will never come up where the power, where it loses its image. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the thing about the cell network, though, is if you're out of the cell network, and then this needs either needs to be updated or or it is being updated because you know you're you're suddenly you've suddenly become uninsured mm-hmm. you've suddenly become uh, you know you've suddenly now have a, a suspended license right or let's put a positive spin on it maybe you are maybe you're on a road trip right mm-hmm. and you realize that you uh, didn't have your registration all right so you're at a hotel you pay your registration fee online. There's something you get in your car to drive the next day, but whoops, you're in Idaho and there isn't as much cell coverage. So your car still says that you're not registered and, uh, you get pulled over four times on your road trip. Yeah, so until you drive into that new cell, that yeah. uh, that powerful cell that you know allows you to, to this thing to update automatically, uh, you're going to be in, uh, I guess, in violation of the law, right? Yeah, comedy of errors. Uh, yeah, it could be. It could be. So the cell network does have something to do with it. I mean, I mean, the, the no display thing that doesn't come into it. No coverage that definitely comes into it. I mean, so yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, I've got another one. Uh, we talked earlier, Scott, about the likelihood of hacking cars. Ah, this is the biggest one, I think, of all. 
Yeah. I think, uh, I think everybody has this concern is that these things will be hacked. And I, I, I can tell you that they will be. Well, sure, because all you need to do really is access the, physically access the license mm-hmm. plate, have a way to interface with the images it creates, and then provide a, a small electric charge. And what's interesting to me about this is that this brings up the question of control for the driver. Do you end up paying a monthly charge or fee to support your car's onboard communication with this license plate that you cannot alter in any way? I mean, I understand people can't make vanity plates whenever they feel like it. They can't say, oh, it's Thursday. Uh, but you know what? That's a good point, though, is that um, – and I, this is an angle that I hadn't really heard um, – self-hackers, I guess – People that change their own plates just because they want to. And, yeah. uh, of course, that would be highly, highly illegal. You can't do that now, right? You can't print out a new license plate. You can't, uh, you can't, I mean, other than let's say if it's a state where you don't, they don't require front plates and you can put f- new front plates on every week if you want. Yeah. Um, but the, the mandated plates, you have to leave those alone. You can't cover up decals that tell you, you know, state the mm-hmm. dates when these things are, um, are valid. You can't change the letter number combination on them. You can't do all that stuff. But if you were to, let's say if you were just kind of a, a wise guy and you wanted to, uh, make your own vanity plate every day of the week, <laughs> every month or whatever it happened right. to be, you know, a few times a year, whatever it is, um, that's illegal in this case. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do that yourself, but you, you definitely wouldn't want somebody else doing that to your plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I guess this would be the the thing where, like, if if somebody was taking a car, stealing a car, instead of swapping a plate physically, you know, they would have to they would have to figure out a way to hack these plates and and update them because you can't you you couldn't just take off with the, with the car like that. You can't just you know put a uh, piece of tape over it and make it look like it's in a you know a, a, right. nine, a nine instead of an eight or something. Um, you you can't do that with these. You would have to program it and be able to figure that out. So it's kind of a, a different level for car thieves, I guess. And also, let's point out. Uh, crime like love finds a way. Yeah. So this, so we've listed some pros and we've listed some cons. We've talked about the basics. Yeah, another con? M- maybe. And okay. I, I, th- I, thought, I just thought about this one. I don't know how much this comes into effect because of the, um, you know, because there's no real charge required. Because I think this is when I was thinking it was LCD screens. Mm-hmm. Um, but weather or like trailer license plates, oh, things like that. Point, yeah. Anything that's really exposed, anything mm-hmm. that's really out there. Um, damage, as far as that goes, I, I don't know if they would be damaged any easier than a metal plate would. Um, you can bang up a, a metal plate pretty well before you can't read it anymore. I don't know about these things. I don't know if you yeah. have a, uh, uh, you know, a, a a tractor hitch that, that pushes into it or something, if you're still going to be able to read the e-ink display, I don't know if it's going to really distort it or not. And I was also thinking about um, boat trailers and things like that that are sometimes submerged. Mm-hmm. You know, they back into the lake in order to pick up a boat. Right. I don't know if that comes into effect. I think this is a sealed system, but I, I guess you just never know how, unless you dunk your Amazon Kindle and find out what, <laughs> uh, you find out what happens right. in that case. Now, we have to assume that there's going to be a, uh, pretty robust casing for these things and i wanted to without being a without being a jerk i have a i have a couple of other cons here mm-hmm. con number one what happens uh when a government shuts down again and the people who are supposed to update the license plates are on an enforced vacation oh that's a very good point ben very timely yeah right con number two uh, and this is one of your cons that you broke up, uh, that you brought up off air. It was a, uh, it was a con for convicts, right? A con for convicts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is just uh, kind of an off-the-cuff mark remark. I said, uh, well, what would prisoners do? Right. I mean, I mean, that's the image that I have is that they're they're stamping out license plates. I know that's probably not true, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, I guess I guess uh, there's there's an industry that will kind of die, kind of go away there. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, all kidding aside, that's where they're going to happen. I mean, whoever makes the license plates now, whoever that is, mm-hmm. is going to be out of business. Now, there is with with all these being said, uh, I get that. I think that you and I are on the same page with some of this stuff. But I always like to end with uh, your Opinion, my opinion, once we got the facts out of the way, Scott Benjamin, what do you think about this? Good idea, bad idea? Bad idea. Okay, why? I, I, I instantly say it's a bad idea. I just say that you're tampering with something that is such a, uh, it's a simple system right now. It seems like it's not fail safe. There's, there's things that go wrong with it already. Okay. But uh, this is, seems to be a, a better solution, the one that we already have. I mean, I understand that you need to try things, you need to move on, but um, until I see this in action, and South Carolina is one that's going to try it apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there's a, a pilot program that's scheduled to start in California soon. Um, so, you know, I th- again, I said it was like a signature away from approval. So I think mm-hmm. that's going to happen. Uh, again, just a pilot program. It's not going to be the full state or anything, but yeah. until we see some, some results from this, until we see how it works, I think, uh, I think there's still a lot of doubt in my mind. If I was to pick being fur or again it, I would say that I am again it because uh, I, I'm against this because it seems, and I don't want to sound paranoid, but this will sound a little bit paranoid. It seems a bit like a foot in the door kind of thing because the other technology required to make this sort of stuff work um, will instantly, uh, or not instantly, but will over time make it much easier to have some uh, country or statewide monitoring of vehicles. Ah, you know what? You're not so far off because the DMV will be able to figure out where your vehicle is. They'll be able to track it and monitor it if they want to. Now, to release that information in order to, um, you know, to to give that information to anybody, I mean, law enforcement agencies, whatever, um, apparently, and, and they're saying that the, this report is saying that it would take three court orders in order to track a uh, a car, truck, you know, beyond just the DMV knowing where it is and, and not really doing anything about it, just saying, we know where it is so we can update the plate, but we're not going to tell you until you get uh, this court order and then that court order. Right. Apparently it takes three of those in order for them to cough up that information. Uh, for now, while the pilot program is being set up, it takes three. Now, good I, know, I know that sounds paranoid, and there's also a good advantage there because if you can figure out where a vehicle is and it's stolen or somebody's been carjacked, you very well could save someone's life. So I, there are a lot of things that rankle me about this, but I'll be honest with you, Scott. I think these kind of license plates and these kind of technologies are inevitable at this point. I think it's coming. Yeah, I think it's coming. Okay. Well, you know what? I agree with the, uh, agree with the idea that it's pretty cool to be able to track a used ve- or a stolen vehicle rather, um, anywhere. I mean, that's kind of like, it's not exactly like a low jack system or anything like mm-hmm. that, but similar. Uh, you're like OnStar or something like that that's able to, to just pinpoint exactly where the car oh, is at all times. Oh, I bet OnStar's not happy about this. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe it maybe it'll work hand in hand some way. Mm. Um, so I don't know. We we haven't really talked about that either. How this this technology could work with other technologies in the car. Um, I, I don't know. It seems like there's just a, a lot of questions at this point, but it's right. early on. I don't know. You're thinking that we're going to see it. I'm I'm thinking that we're going to see it, but I think it's going to go away. Okay. Well, we will see. Tell you what. Um, let's make the bet the winner, uh, wait, the loser buys, buys lunch. Fair enough. A sandwich. Of the winner's choice. How about a good sandwich? I think we, I think we're both pretty much on the sandwich train here. Uh, would you like to do some listener mail? I would. 
All right, Scott. Brian G. writes to us and says, Hey guys, I recently listened to your Ford GT40 and Mini podcast from a while back, and it reminded me that I heard a lot about a bit of a racing rivalry between Mini and a lot of the American muscle cars like the Mustang. Any chance there's enough for a podcast on some of these strange racing rivalries between a few very different kinds of cars? Hmm, Brian, that's a good idea. Any kind of uh, cars that had this uh, this headbutting going on? We talked about uh, GT40, I think, and Ferrari, of course. They right. Were the ones that were really battling. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of some of the other. Uh, was, uh, Lamborghini, Ferrari. Sure, muscle cars, all muscle cars, any of those yeah. that, were, that were battling it out kind of on the streets, I guess, for uh, who's, who's the best, who's the fastest, the, uh, I don't know, the best-selling, I don't who's know. Who's the meanest. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's not a bad idea. Some, uh, some classic rivalries, maybe. And uh, I agree. I think, uh, Brian, I think that's a good idea, and we are going to look into it. Scott, uh, as we head out, um, let's go ahead and leave now while our cars still can't be monitored across the globe. I sound crazy. I'm sorry. You don't sound crazy. Well, thanks, man. That's very nice to say. Uh, as we head out, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode about electronically updatable license plates. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You can find us at CarStuffHSW on Facebook and Twitter. You can check out some more information about this show on our website, our brand new website, carstuffshow.com. And if you say, hey, I don't know, I just want to send you guys an email to talk about cars, we love those emails too. Our address is carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.